running with Maverick and Wolfman. Hey guys, Maverick and Wolfman here, your co-hosts. Maverick here. Wolfman here. Wolfman. We got some interesting topics tonight. First one. Why do people hate running so much? It hurts. And it shouldn't because it's natural. Move on. <laughs> what do you mean it shouldn't hurt? <laughs> well, Every- if it's natural, like if everybody's meant to do it, why should it hurt? It shouldn't, but it does. Well, it doesn't hurt. It depends on it depends on how fast you're going, how far you're going. I go fast and I go far. So it doesn't hurt at all then. <laughs> no. <laughs> I almost think that for some folks, it's just the thought of it, right? Like they're thinking about the most pain that they've had running ever. Yeah. And that's what they're associating generalized running with, which is not everyday running. Right. I think too, it's one of those things that like, the more you do it, the easier it gets, but it starts hard, if that makes sense. You know, like if, if I think about the first time I ever ran with my dad, right. I don't even know how far he went and I had to stop at a church that's down the road and wait for him. And that church isn't even a half mile away. And I could barely run to that. And, uh, you know, now I pass that church every day. Like it's nothing. You know what I mean? Like even, even now, right? Like if you start jumping back into it and you say to yourself, I'm going to try to run a mile every day and you get to that mile and then you eventually jump it up to two or three miles and you're like, oh my gosh, that was so, so hard. Why would I do that? And then at some point, three miles becomes like your default easy run. You know what I mean? So I look at it like this. When you first started reading, did you just pick up a book, set sail, boom, done, easy, no work, no effort? I don't read. <laughs> You're still no. struggling with it. <laughs> I do. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, you started with small books, kids' books. Right. We kids. But no, I know what you mean. It's, um, a, it's a progression. It's, it's right. You can't look at it like, oh, going out to run with someone who's been doing it for years is what what I'm imagining. You have to start with something very basic, very slow, mm-hmm. very easy. And if you do that, then it's not so uh, insurmountable. I think, too, like two things, right? I think one thing, most people were introduced to running through another sport, and that was their punishment. Right. So already it's got this negative connotation to it. But I think also it is something that should be relatively easy to accomplish. You put on a pair of shoes and you go for a run. And then people find out it's not just that easy and it becomes very discouraging very quickly. Um, but like you said, you start with small things and work your way up. So like you said, a lot of sports use it as a punishment, but if you look at it from an athletic perspective, it's actually not a punishment. It's just getting you in better shape. So I never, I was never bothered by the coaches asking us to run sprints, 
distance, repeats, you know, whatever whatever they had us do, I, I was always up for it. And uh, I was pushing to be in the front. I always felt it made me better at every sport that I did. So I never minded that. And people would be like, oh, it doesn't, it's, it sucks. It's the end of practice. We got to run. And I'd just be like, yeah, so what? Like, don't you want to win? Yeah. I think it depends, too, on how your coach brought it up. You know, like, if it's one of those, like, if you guys lose, you're going to run three laps. Well, that sucks. <laughs> we have won a game, coach. I never lost. so if you if you're looking at it as a punishment like you said that's not a good way to view it so you've got to look at it from a different perspective and if you don't look at it from a different perspective you're not gonna you're definitely not gonna enjoy it you're not gonna want to do it you're probably not gonna do it but if you start off with the basics with like oh i'm just like i'm learning to read i'm going to start with i'm going for a walk and then i'm gonna do a little jog maybe one eighth of the track then the next time I'm going to pick it up, I'm going to do one quarter of the track and just increase gradually. It wouldn't be that bad. And it wouldn't be that painful either, you know, for most folks. I mean, obviously, if you've got some kind of chronic condition, it, we're not talking about that. But right. if you're just and generally, you know, getting back into shape, it, would, it wouldn't be that bad. Right. And I think if you look at a lot of those, like, I know couch to 5Ks are the popular ones, but a lot of beginner level running programs start with things like you just described. I'm going to use a mile for the sake of argument, but you start with a mile and most of it, you start walking it. And then over time, you're running more of that mile than you're walking more of that mile very incrementally, exactly like you just described. And they're very popular ways that people do get into shape and literally run their first 5k, which can often lead to more 5Ks or 10Ks or, you know, you get the bug and you just want to keep going, you know, or and then you got to find the reason you want to run too. You, like Matt said in our last episode, started running because he wanted to eat. I know a lot of people that that's why they run or continue to run anyway, you know. To stay in shape. To stay in shape because they want to keep eating whatever they want. Carrots, celery sticks. Yeah cheese (laughs) (laughs) but what were you gonna say i cut you off i think so i always find it interesting though because people will say like i i hate running and you're like why why do you hate running they're like oh my gosh it's the worst it's the worst and i'm like but what kind of exercise do you like doing and they're like none (laughs) i'm like well it's not like you don't really hate running you just hate exercise yeah you don't like physical activity (laughs) yeah it's not the same thing and then some folks literally they'll they'll do other exercises but they won't do running but i always find this interesting when i i find it interesting when i talk to someone who was a power like either a power lifter or a bodybuilder or you know some kind of like heavy lifting or or you know kind of intense activity sport and then they can't do it anymore because their joints aren't good And they transition to like cycling or running or swimming because it feels better on their body. And then they get really into it where they're like, yeah, now I'm doing Ironmans or they're like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing, you know, a hundred mile ride this weekend. And I always find that to be so interesting because it's the same kind of motivation. It's the same kind of elements. It's just totally different. It's an endurance base versus this, you know, anaerobic workout. 
Yeah, I wonder if they, I wonder if they, as they get into those more endurance type things, I would imagine they slim down. And they I saw do. a guy one time who was a bodybuilder, and he said that even though it's all muscle, it's still a lot of weight on your joints. You know, your body doesn't really care what the weight is. It's still body weight on your joints. And if you've got too much of it, muscle or fat, it's going to wear those joints down. So I wonder if that's why. They slim down. They're not carrying as much mass, and so it feels better. Right. And, you know, there's... There's also a misconception about that at times where a lot of people think that they lose, you know, 20, 30, 40 pounds and they're going to magically feel better. Yeah. You don't always feel better. And I tell people this a lot. If think about it this way, if you're walking and your legs are six inches further apart than they are right now when you're walking, right? Imagine that. And then we all of a sudden take away that six inches and make them make the legs closer. How are your hips and back going to feel? they're not going to feel the same. They're going to have to adjust. Your muscles are going to adjust. Like things are going to adjust. So I'll always, I always notice that with people that lose like a lot of weight, they imagine they're going to feel better immediately. And I'm like, if you lost it pretty quickly, your body didn't have time to adjust to it. If it was very gradual, it's easier on the body. Sure. I agree. You know, I explain that to people too, that when you realign the body like that, then you've got things that were, stretched so now they're loose and they're going to be kind of not where they're supposed to be and pinching and things like that and then you've got things that were are quite tight now and they've got to stretch out and accommodate to those things um right i don't think people see it that way but like you said if your legs are six inches apart well your hip is still where it's supposed to be but now it's tipped out well now Mm -hmm. it's trying to tip back in so your body needs time to adjust. And I tell that to people, even if they were, were a elite athlete not too long ago, but they have a few years off. I say it to them. Even I say, listen, you need time to get back into shape. You can't just go out tomorrow and, and, and be at the same level you were three years ago. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're like, like, I said, even if you're younger, it doesn't matter because it's the same thing. You're still rusty. You still need time for your body to adjust because just think about it. Like if, if your hamstring is a little bit tight, it's going to make a difference. It's possibly going to result in an injury. You need time to elongate and then get back into it. And the interesting thing you said was about the car reference. I use that a lot for patients. I say, you know, treat your body like it's a car because they don't come in that often, right? They maybe haven't gone to therapy ever. They go get a checkup once a year with their doctor. I said, well, your car is getting more maintenance than that. If you're taking your car yeah. for two oil changes, uh, tire rotation, whatever, I said, you're, you're putting more effort into your car than you are your, yourself, your body. Mm-hmm. And you have to put effort into it because it, it's an instrument. It's a tool. It's, it's a vehicle. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. It's almost like people see the car as a necessity, something you've got to have. You got to maintain it. You got to keep it because you got to get to work. You got to get your job done, got to get paid, got to, you know, get that paycheck to get the groceries, to get feed the family, blah, 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 blah. But your body's the same way. You're just taking it for granted. Right. Right. Your body, like you said, you still need that maintenance. You got to take care of yourself because at the end of the day, if you don't take care of yourself, who's going to get in that car? Who's going to go to work? Who's going to get that paycheck? Who's going to get those groceries? Who's going to feed that family? Got to take care of yourself too. I like this example, right? Let me, let me ask you this one, Wolfman. Here we go. Oh boy. 
It's getting deep. What if I was to offer you this, right? You like to drink beer, right? I like beer. Okay. So you like beer. And <laughs> let's say that, let's just throw out a random number here, right? So let's just say that you like to drink half water and half beer all day long, right? Which you don't, but let's just, for example, say that you did. And then I said to you, okay, well, let's, let's give you this one. We can put just nice, clean, top quality gas into your car, or we can take half the gas and mix it with a bunch of dirty water. And then we can put that into your car. It's half the price. Which one are you going to pick? Right. Are you going to do it to your car? Or are you going to just be like, oh, no, I'll just take the cheap gas with the with the dirt yeah. in it because it's cheap. <laughs> I don't care. What do I care? I'm going to dump this sucker anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look in the manual and everything else to find that specific gas that goes in your car. Yeah. And I, I like to use this example, too. Like when I get someone with a shoulder problem and I'll say, like, your shoulder's doing okay. I mean, everything is attached and, you know, you have some strength, you have some range of motion, uh, but it's not normal strength and normal range of motion. It's kind of like your tire being on, but you didn't tighten it up all the way. You didn't put enough air in it. It's working, but it's causing weird noises to happen. It feels like it might fall off every once in a while. <laughs> That's a good example. I always explained it like a pyramid, right? The base of the pyramid being that motion, right? Then the top of the pyramid pyramid being function. So if you don't have the motion or doesn't matter how much of the other stuff, the strength, the quickness, like doesn't matter any of that other stuff, you might still be able to put the top on the pyramid and have that function. But as long as that base isn't there, it's not going to last very long. You know? you know, I never really understood how they made the pyramids until right now. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Range of motion and function that 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 solves it. Mystery yeah. solved. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you know the other one is that the weekend warrior, right? They're at this level, but every once in a while they try to do this. Well, as long as you're trying to do this, but your level is here, you're waiting for injury. But you I know? have all week to recover. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> Now, if you put water, coffee, and beer side to side, I'd probably pick the coffee. <laughs> what time of day is it? Anytime but too late. <laughs> <laughs> if I drink coffee too late, I can't sleep. Okay, so we've covered why people hate running to some degree. Yeah. Now let's talk about why some people transition from hate to loving running. What's hmm. up with that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it is one of those things that you can do forever. You know what I mean? And no matter what age you are, a lot of times you're in an age group and there's awards. So, you you know, it's something you can do and it's not 20-year-olds winning at all because – you still might get something if you're 80 years old and in, in the top three 80 year olds. <laughs> maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know. I've maybe because I've always been a runner, I'm not sure. I don't know why people go from hating it to loving it. Because I've always loved it. 
I think what it is is that once people have the results, like they start seeing how they feel, they start feeling different. They start seeing that they're, they're trimming up, they're running faster. They're getting some kind of benefit from it. They're getting endorphins released, you know, whatever's happening, they start to enjoy that. And then they start to be like, Oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Let me try this out. Let me go a little further. Let me do this again. And then they kind of grow just like we talked about with the reading, you know, they learn the alphabet to begin with but they might struggle through the alphabet and then they start to read little books. And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, you know, this is kind of cool. I actually got something out of this. Maybe let me try uh, let me try Shakespeare this weekend. That would be the Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is something that you do see results. I mean, I guess you do with other things too, but other things have that other element of another person that can, Maybe you got really, really good at hitting baseballs and then Nolan Ryan stepped up and you weren't so good at hitting baseballs anymore. With running, you can constantly compete against yourself. There's no Nolan Ryan coming to tell you, oh, no, you're not even going to leave the starting line today. (laughs) I don't like that you assume that I can't hit Nolan Ryan. I mean, I couldn't. (laughs) You know. I mean, at this point, I don't even think I could hit off half the kids on my boys' team. I haven't hit a baseball in so long. It'd be terrible. When When is the thing with your brother? When are we doing the cheesecake? You know, I was just thinking about that. The cheesecake, and then uh, one of the boys was listening to the one where we, we challenged him to a mile race. He's got a couple challenges out there. He hasn't said anything about it. Scared. Come on, Jackal. Scared. Now he moved further away, so he must really be scared. His his journey to the Boston Marathon is much like the love-hate relationship with running, right? And he's given me permission to tell this story. This just seems like the opportune time. So the Jekyll and I had run all through high school and in college and then after college. And uh, he ran the 2010 Pittsburgh Marathon, and his goal, I think at the time, was to qualify for Boston. I forget if he wanted to qualify for Boston or just finish a marathon. But anyway, so 2010 Pittsburgh Marathon, we run the first like eight miles together, and then I dropped off. And then eventually I caught back up to him, and he was, my knee hurts, this is ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. We finished it. And uh, I think we ran like a 315 and change, something like that. Um, No Boston qualifier. And uh, he's like, this was ridiculous. I can say I've done it. I'm never doing another one of these. That was terrible. I don't know why anybody would do this. This sucks. (laughs) So over the course of the next few years, he'd bring up every once in a while that he wanted to qualify for Boston before he turned 30. You know, I want to qualify for the Boston Marathon before I turn 30. So eventually I just started saying, well, you're only getting closer to 30. And eventually he was like, hey, I I signed up for that marathon by you there in Bethlehem. I said, "Okay." So then I signed up and I wrote him a plan and we ran it and we finished. And he he we both Boston qualified, but he much better than I did. 
And he's, I hate this. This was ridiculous. I'm never doing this again. I qualified for Boston. I didn't, I'm not 30 yet. I'll never do this again. This was absolutely ridiculous. I qualified. That's the end of this. A few hours later. So how do you register for Boston? (laughs) Well, I walk him through the process and he registers and he gets in and I registered, but my time wasn't good enough. So I didn't, I didn't make the cut that year. So we go, he runs Boston, he gets done with it. He's like, that was ridiculous. I'm never doing this again. I did it. I ran Boston. I did it before I turned 30. Good enough. I'm never doing this again. That was ridiculous. A few hours later, we've separated at the hotels and stuff like that. I get a text message from him. So that qualified me for next year's Boston, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so he ran it again. (laughs) And the Jackal sounds exactly like that, by the way. He does. But, you know, <laughs> after everyone, he hated it. He had that, I hate it, I'm never doing this again, and you get over it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, hate's a strong word. <sighs> he disliked it. He really disliked it. <laughs> At the moment. <laughs> Presently disliking this run. <laughs> <sighs> Fun stuff. What else? What else you got? So... I know you've been doing P90X. I have. Yep. It's been four days. What's that? Tell me a little bit about that. So listen to how ridiculous this is. I think I was telling the Jackal this this morning. I don't know how familiar you are, anybody is with P90X, but it's, it's, you know, seven days of workout and each one is different to target different things. And you go for so many weeks and then it changes it up a little bit. Then you go for so many more weeks, it changes up. But the whole time it's working through that theory of muscle confusion. So anyway, the second day is plyometrics, which it's not box jumping and things like that. It's squats, lunges, little jumps, things like that. Things that you could do in your home without having a lot of equipment. And uh, my legs were more sore yesterday than they were when I ran a marathon and walked Disney Park for five days. <laughs> I could like hardly get out of the car yesterday. It was ridiculous. So, so I'm I'm really intrigued by if you continue to do P90X, right? Even if it's not every day, but you continue to do it on a regular basis. I'm really interested in seeing how your marathon time changes. Yeah, I'd be curious to know that too. There's yoga in it. So, I mean, I technically started yoga, but I haven't done CrossFit yet. So you'll be more centered yeah. in the universe. Yeah. But on my run, I was thinking about this because my legs were so sore. You know, I did the last time I did P90X was almost a year ago. I did probably a month and a half of it as I was trying to get back into shape. And uh, it didn't hurt this bad, but... I think I'm in better shape now and I can keep up with them more. And so you're getting more reps in and, you know, more explosive reps and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was, I was sore. (laughs) I still am. My quads hurt. (laughs) It's fun though. I really, I do enjoy it. I really do. And you do get results. Like if you, if you put the work in, you get results like anything. And one of the reasons I like P90X is you don't need a lot of equipment 
and he's got varieties for all level. If you're just beginning, he's got a way to modify it for you so that you can complete it. And if you're a little bit more advanced, he's got a way to modify it to make it harder for you. So I like that flexibility aspect of it. And, you know, days that maybe you don't feel as good, you could modify it that day. That's what I like about it. And I love his jokes. <laughs> You're all about the jokes. I do. I love his jokes so much. And I've heard them so many times. <laughs> I can just imagine you like trialing the program and they're like interviewing you. They're like, well, how was it? And you're like, I love the jokes. They're amazing. It's amazing. Best <laughs> jokes ever. And they're like, yeah, but how about the actual exercise? You're like, I don't, I don't really care for that. <laughs> <laughs> Take it or leave it. But the jokes, the jokes will keep me coming back. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? You still doing some strengthening? Oh, I've had a rough week. We've got everybody sick, antibiotics, you know, the whole nine. Like, just it's been a rough, it's been a rough yeah. week. The, the thought of running usually is very, you know, intriguing and, and, you know, uplifting. And then when you get really sick, you're like, oh my gosh, the thought of walking down the hallway is not too good right now, let alone running. <laughs> <laughs> you ever, sometimes if I've got like a head cold or something, yeah. I feel better after I run. You know what? That's the weird thing. I, I felt better like going outside and like even in the cold. Like you ever hear a Wim Hof? I don't think so. All right, we'll discuss we'll discuss that dude a different day. But anywho, <laughs> you know, he anyway, he's this guy that he goes into cold uh water and does all this stuff with cold temperatures and stuff. But anywho, I felt way better like in going outside. Yeah, into the cold just just that walk alone felt awesome and uh, i was like wow i was like that's amazing how much better i feel and even with that really frigid cold air it felt it felt great but then it's like is there too much that's the question too much cold yeah like what if i was out there all day what if i was in antarctica it would be too much well, i mean there's definitely too much cold look at the titanic what I have a friend who went to Antarctica. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They came back, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've heard of the guy you're talking about, but I've heard of people like exercising in cold and explaining that cold does this and cold does that. I wonder if it's that same guy. So we, we need to get a guest that knows a lot more about this than we do. About what? Cold? Cold, whatever. Cold training, cold cold running, cold temperatures, cold baths, whatever. Cold cuts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it's, it's Joey from the deli. Hey, Joey. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, what, what is your show about uh, running, but just talk about cold cuts. It's cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate all the input, all the questions. Keep the questions coming in. Yeah, keep them coming. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, X, Twitter. Keep going. If you're new to running, if you're new to exercise, keep going. Try to do a little bit at a time, work your way up. If you're not a new person to these activities, if, you're, if you've been doing them a long time, if you're an elite, keep it going. Sign up for another race. Let us know what you're doing. Uh, maybe we'll even see you at one of those races sometime. Yeah. Uh, we've got obviously a 10 miler coming up. Probably Wolfman's got another marathon up his sleeve. We're going to let you know. I do. Uh, I did sign gonna... up for one finally. 
that should be an adventure. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening and keep on the run. We'll see you next week. American Wolfman running out.